Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Nation too. I feel like everyone can do it, but that was good. Smeagol! Yeah, exactly. You just gotta hit the right notes, but that was I good. I worked really hard on that. <laughs> Did you practice it? Yeah. Oh, good! <laughs> good! It was good, Mitha. Thank yeah. you. Sometimes the impressions could... aren't your best, and that was solid. I, I could be Gollum. <laughs> well, we'll talk about Gollum in a minute. How's it going? I'm here. And you're here. Yes. Excellent. Good to hear. I'm glad you're here, not you there. Are? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, we have some stuff to talk about. Yes. However, we. I do just want to take a quick minute okay. to address one thing. Israel and Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to address I want to address how we're not going to continue to address it. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And I yeah. think the thing is, we are aware yes. there is a genocide happening in Palestine. We oui, we. Oui. And there is constantly going to be updates until something happens. Mm-hmm. Like I just read that the Congress passed a bill for the U.S. to give $4.14 billion to Israel. <laughs> so there's constantly going to be... This is literally like Thursday night, November 2nd. There's constantly updates. There's constantly stuff happening. And it, we're not ignoring it. No. And I think that's the clear thing we want to say. We are not a political podcast. It's and this just is, not the place. It's just not the place for us to discuss it. And last week we discussed it because a lot had happened. and We I, looked like... Because we talked about the Kardashians right when things were getting real bad. So we did want to address it, but we're not going to continue to do so. This is a space for movie lovers like Mita and myself and even our listeners. And inevitably, over the next few weeks, it is going to come up. Yeah. Because it's, it is. I mean, things are going to be interesting when we watch Argo. (laughs) (laughs) Things are going to be interesting. And it's, I think how it's going to influence our opinions and viewing experiences and things like that. It's, it's definitely going to come up. But we're not going to spend every small talk uh, as an opportunity to talk about this week yes, in the war. Yeah, This it, week, Amy Schumer put her foot in her mouth again. Again! <laughs> Which, yes. yes. There's just, there's, aside from the fact that there's too much, that's not our podcast. Yeah. But we are also not ignorant to it, just to make that clear. Yeah. We are not ignoring. We are aware. We are aware and we are not ignoring. And maybe when there's a huge development, we might talk about it. But maybe we won't. Mm. Just putting that out there, just so that the air is clear. Yeah. Because this is this is a watershed moment in our lives. Mm-hmm. We're living through something that will be in history books, and like it's it's a moment, and we can't ignore that either. No. But we're not ignoring it. We're just we're here to have a good time. Yeah. And and you know why, Mita? Because it's my favorite season of the year. It's the most. Wonderful time for the movies. Yeah, it's award season. <laughs> yeah. It's award season and I, this is what I live for. The same way that people look forward to the Super Bowl, I look forward to award Do season. Do people look forward to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I think yeah, so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know sports people <laughs> yeah. that much either. I think they do. The Oscars is our Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a movie person yeah. Super Bowl. But I love but more than the Oscars, I love Oscar season. Yeah. I'll say. Yeah, you know what I'll say? Sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you. The Oscars is our Super Bowl, but the season, like the lead yeah. up to the Oscars, is the halftime show. 
Oh, that's a good, that's, yeah. yeah it's, it's really the incidental there. Yeah. Because yeah. the Oscars themselves actually get pretty anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, ex- you figure out by the end of the season. You know, you know exactly. If work. you're following it the way we do, you yeah. know exactly what's going to play out. So it's just not as fun. But now is when it's actually really exciting, where nothing's been decided, everything is fresh. And Meeth and I actually watched a couple of Oscar movies. We did. Ones that are like seriously in contention. Yes. Before we get to those, Meeth. Yeah. How is Taylor Swift? Well, I was going to say, this one's seriously in contention. <laughs> <laughs> Let's no, talk, I, talk about I, Taylor I, Swift and then we'll deep dive into the others. I, well, today was a momentous day. She announced her Vancouver date, so I have registered. I'm going to bug you later. You're going to try to go to Vancouver? Yeah, I'm going to try to go to Really? Vancouver. Why not? Wow. How Just many dates try. are there? There's three dates in Vancouver. Okay. Wait, is there? Three or four. I can't remember. Okay. There's six in Toronto, right? Yeah. Yeah. Six? No. Three actually four. feels... No, isn't there Six. I can't remember. Isn't it two weeks? No. It's like one week, but she starts the week in the middle of the week. Okay. Anyways, this yeah. is irrelevant. But anyway. But go on. <laughs> dates yeah. So I know you were interested. I think if you want to register, fine. Sure, if me not, too. register for me. Yeah, I will <laughs> register Because I got three yeah. people at work to do it for me. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I did register today, so hopefully that happens. Yeah. But I did also go see Taylor Swift, yeah. the Eras tour, the concert movie, yeah. which I'm hoping that the Canadian leg of her tour is going to be very different from what I watched in the movie theater. Because otherwise it's just... Because otherwise, what was the point of that, Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure she, she's a she's a genius. That's yeah, what I've yeah. learned <laughs> from watching. But she's yeah. creatively just very smart. So I'm yeah. sure there will be more to it. And she's very tapped into her fan base. Yes. Which is... Very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. She's not like Beyonce where she's just performing and you just absorb what it is. Taylor is catering her shows to, to her, her fans. fans. Yeah. She caters how she releases music, yeah. how she's making these albums, yeah. how they, like the succession of how they're released yeah. and things. Like she's very in tune Meticulous. with her fans, which I think is a great part of her because not a lot of artists do that. No. Um, and really rare to have somebody wanting to keep, like, I think if I was her at this point, I would be really fed up with With your fans too. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are a lot. Exactly. (laughs) And I think that time in between 1989 and Reputation is when she like took time for herself and then Reputation was just like, okay, I'm over it. (laughs) I'm like, now she's back into the swing of being Taylor Swift. She has a total PR relationship right now. I'm totally into it. I'm buying the PR. Yeah. It's all You think it's PR? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really starting to feel like PR. She looks like she's having fun, so I'm okay with it. But what's the gain? For who? For him? I think... She does not need PR. Look, my my theory is the NFL <laughs> approached Taylor Swift to do the halftime show. Really? And she said no. And they're like, what if you date a football player? And she was like, sure. That's, that's weird. <laughs> that's like they hoard her out. And she said, cool, I'm good with this. Why not? She gets a good, good pictures out there. She, she doesn't need any time. publicity, though. I do have a theory. I think if the Kansas, if the Kansas City Chiefs, that's the team, yeah. right? Yeah. If they get to the Super Bowl, she will do something with Usher. I think something will happen there. That's interesting. The only if they get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think it's going to happen. If they, regardless. Yeah. yeah. Even if like his brother's team get there, I don't think it'll happen. Although, no, wait. Maybe her brother's team. Because also his she's from team. Pennsylvania and yeah. he's the Philadelphia Eagles. So yeah. maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I think there's something there. I don't know if the NFL actually approached her. Cares, yeah. I think it's just she's having fun. The last relationship she was in, which was like six years long, was very private. Very, very private. Like this is extremely in, public. People still ask, who is Joe Alvin, yeah, right? Like you can't put a face to that name. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I can't because I think You do. Favorite. You and your tailors. Yeah, but the average person really can't. But also, he's in The Favorite. You know him. Yeah, but when I think of The Favorite, I don't think of... You think of Nicholas Holt? 
Oh. <laughs> no. I think of, of the Olivia men Coleman. In the I don't think of the men in the favorite. At all? You never thought about one of the guys no, in the favorite? No, it's literally Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, and Olivia Coleman. <laughs> and if I think about... of a man, it's Yorgos Lanthimos. You're That's... not thinking of Holt? No, never. How dare you? Never. I thought of Nicholas Holt Sure. the favorite. Anyway. <laughs> Continue. Um, people didn't know who Joe was, yeah. and she wasn't very open with her relationship other than, like, the songs she was writing. So I think it's fun for her to have a fun, frivolous, yeah. like, PR-worthy relationship. He's, like, not bad-looking. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, he's they're, not, yeah. they're height-appropriate for each other. He has a lot of charisma. Yeah, he is. He he's charming. Yeah, yeah, as the kids say these days. Yeah. But back to the concert. Yeah. Just a really, like, I, I think it would be great to see that in person, but yeah. getting the opportunity to see it in the movie theater is just was as fun. fun. Yeah. My theater was sold out of um, popcorn buckets, oh so I had to get a cup. Oh, I'm sorry. But I went to the theaters, like, a week later and yeah. saw something different, um, and they had, they just had the buckets, there was like, yeah, yeah. they just had the buckets there, and nobody else was taking any, and I was like, am I allowed to take one? I took it. And I purchased it. Now I have a bucket. Oh, so. my God. What a and time. And I put my time. Halloween candy in oh, there, my cute. surplus. So that's there cute. you go. All's well, all's well that ends well. Honestly, I was I was shocked. And I texted people. I was like, do you want me to get you a bucket? And nobody said yes. Yeah. But yeah. That's it. There you go. Okay. Now that we've gotten that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shut, you're going to watch this one. It's available on Amazon Prime. You're coming you're gonna over? Watch the, I'm going to watch it with your daughter. Okay. And we're going to have the time of our lives. Sure. Yeah. Okay, on to real business. Yes. We saw two Oscar contention movies. We did. Started off with a bang, I'd say. Like a real, real... Well, like, the Oscars the are Oscars here. The Oscars are here. Because yeah. we both saw... The Killers? It's just Killers of, of the, the Flower, flower. Moon. It's not the Killers. It's not the Killers. Of, it's Killers of the Flower, moon. We did. Martin yeah. Scorsese's three and a half hour yeah. movie with Leo... Oh, baby. ...and Robert De Niro. Yes. We have discussed this personally, but yes. just for the sake of the podcast... Mm-hmm. I saw it opening night yeah. in Ottawa. I was at a eight o'clock show. Wow. It is three and a half hours. We've talked ad nauseum about length mm-hmm. in a movie's length and what justifies long length and are movies worth it, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this is a movie directed by Martin Scorsese. And to start off with, it is excellent. It is a very good film. Yes. Full stop, period. Yeah. I think it's hard for Marty to even make a bad film. No. I think he's made bad films. But I think a bad Marty film is an someone's average. Right. Or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. But this is an actual good film. It is oppressively long. and has no business being three and a half so hours. So long. <laughs> it is so long yeah. that it, Killers of the Flower Moon, mm-hmm. is longer than the last film of a 10-hour epic called Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's oh, how yeah. long it is. That is, yeah. It is actively runtime longer mm-hmm. than the Lord of the Rings finale. And to say, both of these movies are very long. <laughs> very long. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. But Lord of the Rings is kind of... You're, you're, you're kind of like, all right, this is 10 hours of film, and we'll talk about the series, but, like, this is 10 hours of film. This is just three and a half hours of a story about, like, three people. Yeah. It really does not need to be that way. It length. really doesn't need to be. That being said, I, I saw it on a Saturday yeah. evening, like 5.30. Yeah. So it wasn't like I came out and it was like midnight or anything like that. Yeah. That being said, it is very long. But 
There's nothing in there that I would say is like outwardly unnecessary. No, there's nothing that I walked away and was just like, why was that, that there? there yeah. It was just the overall tone. It was very, very it's very, very slow, slow paced. Very unnecessarily yeah. slow paced for a movie that actually could be quicker in pacing. And here's my thing for all the filmmakers out there yeah. who want to make these very long films. Mm-hmm. You need a spot in your film to make you need a spot in the film that allows people to go to the bathroom. If you're if it's going to be that long, <laughs> yeah. especially because now some theaters in the states have actually put in inserted an intermission and they're getting yes. flack and they're getting in trouble for doing that. But part of me is like I get it. Yeah. It's long man nobody wants a uti nobody i went to a screening with about 20 people four people walked out of the movie did not finish it one man fell asleep and was snoring through it (laughs) some the guy sitting next to me had to go and wake him up i'm dead serious he woke him up yeah and the guy apologized the guy no 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 like he felt bad he was in a movie he falls and the guy wasn't the guy wasn't a dick he was just like i'm sorry dude you're snoring he's like i'm you could hear he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. This is Canada. Things are very yeah. different. So like, it's, there is, that should not happen. It should, somebody shouldn't be taking a nap during Somebody shouldn't be taking a nap. Yeah. And people walked out. I'm not saying like an hour into it, like two hours, two and a half hours. Because when, you, when you're watching a movie, you know, and the movie has a natural momentum and you can feel where it's going. Yeah. Like, oh, this is almost done. No, I have an hour left. What's going to happen I now? check my phone quite a bit. Quite a bit. To be like, what? How, did, how was that only five minutes yeah. ago? <laughs> Things were really slow. And so slow that to me, it really diminishes the value of the film. And also just from a standpoint of like, this was, was this always being developed by Apple or did that yeah. come in later? No, Apple because was like, always, yeah. That's a really dumb move on Apple's part. If this is something that you're going to feature on your Apple TV yeah. and people are going to watch it from home. But the but I think the reason, it, because it was always meant to be a streaming movie, the theatrical yeah. actually came afterwards. And I think if the, the intent was not to stream it and for it to have a theatrical release... I don't think he would have been allowed to do to that. To do that long. Because you limit the amount of shows you can show. Yeah. Flat out. Like from a business perspective, it's bad It's bad business. But who has three and a half hours to sit at home? No, no it. one's sitting it. I've had people ask me like, should I watch it at home? And I'm like, no, no. watch it in a theater because you will not pay attention the same way. You are going to get up. You're going to go on yeah. your computer. You're going to like, you're not, you're not going to sit in one sitting and watch it. There's no way you would do that. Yeah. I did that with the Irishman yeah. and it was like, we had to start it at like seven o'clock, take an intermission. Like it's, it's too, too long. long. I still haven't seen the Irishman yeah, for that exact reason. You don't have to, to be okay. quite honest. I did like it. I give it four stars. <laughs> yeah. Leo is good. Robert is himself. Lily Gladstone is amazing. like amazing and in serious contention. Right now she's the one to beat. Yeah. And actress? Yeah, actress. Okay. We'll have to see about poor things, but right now she's the one she's to beat. She's the one to beat. She's she beating is. Barbie. I'll tell her. You yeah. Do that. yeah. I think Margot's <laughs> great, but this is Lily Gladstone Barbie. is she's, it's she's a, spectacular. It's an excellent performance. And kudos to Martin for making such an important film. And it's very thoughtful. Very thoughtful, very sympathetic and empathetic, respectful, respectful very sincere. Like it's coming from the right place. place. Yeah. And he's not trying to um Martin's not being woke. No, and I love yeah. that. And he's telling the story that he's allowed to tell. Yeah. But still, and that's what I like. He's not telling the indigenous story. No. He's still telling the story of the white man and how shitty they are. And I think mm-hmm. that's amazing. Or at least that's our perception of it. I think that's the perception that's, of it. I think that's the like aim is. That's yeah. what his aim was. That like, look at what we as look white people, people did, did. What we what we did. Because there's not a single 
sympathetic white person in that film, aside from Jesse Plemons, who's really not in there for that long. No. And I think that's, not to say that all white people are bad, not to do that, but what happened to indigenous people was awful. During that time. During that time, people, well, still continues to be awful, What's how indigenous people are treated. Also, I learned some things I didn't, I wasn't I, yeah. aware of, like, it doesn't spoil anything that there were like wealthier indigenous. People. I was, I was, I didn't realize they had yeah. that kind of wealth and at they that, had that time. Kind of clout. Yeah, and I didn't know that they were allowed to be murdered with impunity. Yeah, essentially, like that. How that went on. I thought this was, from my perspective, from what I heard about it before, I thought it was like a closed story. Yeah, about like a woman whose family members are being killed off. Not like this is a thing that happened Happens. in yeah. the in the open of this like country yeah it was yeah so it was very very interesting worth your time gonna get a nomination for best picture of course and director and director and editing just i'd give it four stars i would have given it four and a half if it wasn't for the length yeah that's how good it is Mm -hmm. but the length it's there's no excuse for that i want to say i did give it four and a half but now when i think back like that what it was so long i think i'm still at four and a half though okay i i think i will watch it again closer to the Oscars. Okay. If Over I like two find days. the time. Yeah. Because by then it'll be available on, on Apple, Apple TV yeah. for sure. And like I can maybe just have it on or yeah. something. Um, yeah. I'm still undecided. Yeah. Yeah. That was thing one. Yes. And then after that, I was very excited mm-hmm. to see Anatomy of a Fall. Yes. Because I missed it when I went to TIFF. I was really disappointed by that. And I saw it was playing here. My wife and I saw the first show, and she took the day off of work. The kids were at school, and we're like, we're going to go do this. I saw it. I left the theater, and I messaged Mita, you have to go see this. I was upset you didn't invite me to come with you. I would have taken the day off work somehow. I'm sorry. I was not invited, so there's that. I was pretty upset. (laughs) I'm still upset. Uh, (laughs) I loved Anatomy. Yeah. I really, really liked it. And for me, it was, it's two and a half hours long. Also very long. Mm-hmm. For me, the, that's a movie that justifies its length because it does do, there's a lot of story there. And for those of you who don't know, Anatomy of a Fall is a French film. It won the Palme d'Or this year. And it's about, it's a, it's a murder mystery, yeah. essentially, told with this kind of true crime perspective. And it's so fascinating to watch. It is. It's, it's really thrilling. It's really, it's like a talky, talky drama that is, you, keeps you on the edge of your seat. And you want more. Yeah. Like, I can't help but feel like I need more, more evidence. I need to know, like, yeah. what exactly happened here. Yeah. It does that very well. The thing I liked about it the most is that I did think it was, like, in that true crime element. And I thought it was more of an investigation mm-hmm. film going into it. Yeah. But it really is more of a courtroom drama. Yeah. And those courtroom scenes are really are what like riveting, so fascinating, so fascinating. I mean, I could have watched that as the entire movie. It's so like, it's such an interesting film that takes something that really is pulpy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's it is pulp fiction. It is, uh, you know, a man dies. Did the wife do it? That's the entire premise. It's kind of chi- even the chi- the the premise is he fell out the you know. He, did he fall out? Did she push him? There's a way that feels very Dateline about it. Yeah. But the film the, is... This is episodes of Dateline. This is an episode of Dateline, but it's such an elevated, sophisticated film that you can watch it just for the murder mystery, but it's saying so much about marriage and relationships and the perception of relationships. Yes. And what... 
and also children and what they see and yeah. how they perceive their parents and how they perceive their parents yeah. and like what that looks like and it was really interesting there's a very big fight that happens that goes on for a very long time mm-hmm. and my wife and I talked about it we were like so that's very very interesting because like there were things that You've was had said that we've had that fight yeah. and we've had that escalation and we've had that like where it starts from a conversation and goes to a fight and we were saying like if someone watched that uh, fight or heard the things that we said to each other what would they what think, would they think? Yeah. It's, and that she makes a comment at one point about how like you can't just look at a scenario and think that that's it there's so much more attached to it and I was just like that's marriage yeah. it's so fascinating it's such an acute uh, like an interesting film but I'm actually kind of surprised you're having this reaction because when I texted you about it yeah you responded very kind of like numbly I played it cool because I didn't want you to think oh really is that also, what it was I'm still mad you didn't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> oh so you did really like it then yes I, oh, did. Okay. <laughs> I did really enjoy it I did okay, I was taking yeah. yeah I didn't really realize it. I want to watch it again yeah I yeah. would absolutely watch this again this to me is now the best movie of the year so far Oh, wow. Yeah, and I would give this a four and a half. Mm. I did give it a four and a half. Yeah. Did I? Did I give it a four? I really need to reevaluate these. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't... come back to them and you're yeah. like not sure where they go. I think but... in the moment... Oh, I left it blank because I was like, in the moment I was going four. Yeah. Because I did feel it was a bit long. Yeah. And I went like... I probably didn't go at the best time. I went like on a Saturday morning kind yeah, of yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't in like the headspace the head to be yeah. enjoying it as much. But when I think back on it, like no, it does. It's leaning more towards four and a half than four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad because I really I was watching and I was just like, oh, Mitha has to watch this. Yeah, because it really, it really, it's like watching. <laughs> it's a very mature Dateline. Yeah, it's Dateline not salacious. Lot, Dateline really um, brings out the pulp. Yeah, and those kind of things. It is, and it's salacious. Where yeah. this is not. This is very much. The murder is actually secondary to what the movie is actually trying to say Say, about marriage and relationships. And I also like that her as a character is so, she's so complex Mm -hmm. and she is. She's not just one thing. She's not just one thing. It's also not trying to take, I really liked it. It's directed by a woman, written by the woman and her husband, Mm -hmm. which is also interesting because that fight probably comes from somewhere. somewhere. But also is not taking a supremely feminist stance. No. And I really, really liked that because yeah. there were opportunities to get preachy and to get you know but there still is like it does lean into feminism the idea that she's more the the breadwinner as the family he's fallen into place of taking care of their child and for to, sure and like that argument that argument usually like when i have seen it mm-hmm. in person it's the reverse yes it's yeah. usually men who are the breadwinners and women yeah. who take care of the house so exactly so but that's the point is that like just because she's the breadwinner it doesn't reduce his responsibility. It, it, it doesn't reduce, yeah. sorry, what he does. does. Yeah. Exactly. And the same way that men sometimes look down on what women do, mm-hmm. she was looking down on what he was doing yeah. and his responsibility. And that was an interesting kind of arc. She's She does shitty things. She's a shitty person. But does that mean she killed her husband? It's a really, yeah. it does, it's a really interesting film. I like highly, highly recommend it. Also, like, I just, I don't know the answer. I don't either. And the movie really leaves, I love that it doesn't, leaves it open, doesn't give you the answers and it's kind of asking you to ask those questions yourself. And I really, I I highly recommend it. And it's a French talkie drama and you're reading subtitles and you're just. You're like, whatevs, I can read. (laughs) You're so caught up in it though. And you're so like, it never feels boring. Mm -hmm. So 
Anatomy of a Fall. Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. Right now, for me, the one to beat. Oh, wow. What's the one to beat for you? Do you, do you think it'll get into... France did not nominate it, right? No, which is wild. France actually pushed something else for their best picture, mm-hmm. for their best foreign picture. But I think the, it's can't, Palme d'Or, very well. Like, I think Sandra Uller will get a nomination. Yeah. Because she was really great mint. I think if they do 10, it'll be in the 10. I think it'll be in the 10. The other foreign picture that might get in is Zone of Interest, because yes. it is getting quite the raves, and it's coming out in December, so we'll see about that. And it has the same actor in it? Sandra Uller yeah. is in with that as well, yeah. Okay. Good year for Sandra, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for top... For me right now, like from personal taste or just what I think is going to really... We're talking Oscar. We're talking Oscar? I still think Oppenheimer is still... We're talking... We're not talking Oscar. (laughs) Like, are we talking like Academy or like Mita's Choice? Let's say Mita's Choice. Oh, so hard to assess when you haven't seen everything. So far. That's why I said so far. So far of what I have seen. Because I said... I, I think of what's in contention. I've seen four. Yeah. What have you seen? We've seen the same ones. Barbie, oh, okay. Oppenheimer, Flower Moon, and Anatomy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I think you are right that Anatomy is like the stronger film. Yeah. I think if I'm the Academy, I'm leaning towards Flower Moon or Oppenheimer. Yeah. I think I'm leaning towards Oppenheimer yeah. if I'm voting. But Anatomy is still... Still the better film. It's still the better film for me. Yeah. Which is an interesting... Thing. Because that's that's how I think the Academy votes. That's how the cookie crumbles. But is that how they voted in 2003? I don't know, Nadim. Should we discuss it? Let's discuss that because we've been talking about this for almost a half hour without diving into this. Yeah. Oops. It's okay. Yeah. What did we watch this week? (laughs) This week, Nadim, we watched uh, the the final film Uh of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. A film titled The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Yes. For is the, it The Lord of the Rings or just Lord of the, the Rings? The Lord of the Rings, The okay. Return of the, the King. The Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. So for the three people who don't know what The Lord of the Rings is about, <laughs> or specifically The Return of the King, this is the IMDb description for the final film. I was one of those three people. Yeah, you were one of those three yeah. people. Yeah, Now you are not. Yeah. Now there's two people left. This is the IMDb disco for The Return of the King. Gandalf and Aragorn lead the world of men against Sauron's army to draw his gaze from Frodo and Sam as they approach Mount Doom with the One Ring. Mm-hmm. Okay, you hadn't seen this. I hadn't seen I, uh, any, any of, of the them. Three. Yeah, I saw them all when they came out. Well, actually, okay, wait. I ha- so you did mention one time. And I was actually just talking to my sister about this today, and she has no recollection of it, which is hilarious yeah. to me. But she, myself, and our cousin were looking to go see a movie. Yeah. And my sister and I wanted to see something else. I can't remember what okay. it was. And my cousin was like, no, I'm not going to go see that. So the three of us went to go see The Two Towers. Without, had she seen I don't think Fellowship? My, I don't think she had seen the first. Oh, this that's weird. Uh, but my cousin obviously yeah. had, and I think he wanted to, and I guess we were just like looking to spend time with him, so we went to a movie. And that was what, 2002? Yeah. Okay, so I was 11. Yeah. And we definitely went to like a 7 o'clock oh, yeah. movie. That's so long... I fell asleep yeah. <laughs> in it. I don't remember a thing. Yeah, it doesn't count. So it doesn't count yeah. as me seeing it. But yes, I, I did watch, in preparation for this episode, I watched The Fellowship and I watched The Two Towers. You have to. Yeah, you I guess. can't like it doesn't. No, it, <laughs> it doesn't. It, it doesn't make any sense. I know if I sense. had jumped into yeah. it, it wouldn't make sense. But also, before we get personal opinions, this was given for the series. Yeah, this Oscar, all Peter Jackson in the film got it for the for series. For the triumph of making those of making films. the three films, it's not really specifically for this film. I did have a question for you. Yes, did you read the book? 
No, I didn't. Okay. No. Is it, wait, is it a book or books? Books. Yeah. Books. Okay. Yes. My only real like connotation of the Lord of the Rings yeah. is the fact that Stephen Colbert loves the Lord yeah. of the Rings. Like that's what I know about it's it. Big in the nerd world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fantasy, including like Harry Potter and Game of Thrones, they all draw inspiration yes. from Lord of the Rings, both in terms of content and in terms of productions that have come since then. Interesting you say nerd world, because I have I have something I want to say, but we'll get to that. Sure. Yes. So Mita, you ha- yeah. you hadn't seen these monumental films mm-hmm. and this was your first time and I forced you to watch all of them and yeah. I, as I was watching and I actually watched all of them because it's been a long time yeah. I was just like oh yeah there's no way this makes any sense unless you watch all of this mm-hmm. so thoughts I really think there's a time and a place okay. <laughs> for people to latch on to a specific type of like fantasy yeah. or specific something within this genre yeah. itself. I also famously have never watched Game of Thrones. Sure. But I, I don't think I ever will at this point yeah. just because when it did start to get like everyone was telling me watch Game of Thrones, watch Game of Thrones. I, because I'm well-versed in pop culture, I knew about the Red Wedding. I knew about, like, all these things that were happening. And I I did try, like, at one time to watch the first episode, but I could never really get into Mm. it. And I think you really have to latch on at, like, a certain point of when this was really present. Because I think if you had asked maybe 10-year-old me to start watching this, I may have sparked some interest. But... 32-year-old me was like, I don't know if I want to fall trapped to an entire fantasy series. Mm -hmm. And I want to, like, engage with these characters and storylines. Like, it just doesn't meld well with who I am now. Yeah, And it's something that I think is also very difficult for somebody who's not aware of this this series at all to latch onto. So it was, I'm glad I did it because I think it is something that movie People who love films and how films are made and that aspect yeah. should see, but um, not 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 for me. Though. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> not yeah. for me. No, <laughs> I feel so bad. Saying, why? I feel like there's a pressure that I should love the Lord of the Rings. No, and I think that's I think the the aspect that you're saying that there's a time and a place is important okay. because I think there's a few things about the Lord of the Rings you have to remember. This was the first time something like this was done. Mm -hmm. That a movie was made into three parts, released separately three years apart. He essentially made a giant series in over three years. It was a giant budget. It was filmed over 15 months, like October of 2019 to December of 2020. Sorry, 2000. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Sorry. It was October 1999 to December of 2000. I think I, I read that this film um, stopped shooting a few weeks before the Oscars for Fellowship. Yeah, because yeah. so they were, but they, but they, and it was all filmed at once. Yeah. So this was an entire project that was written and produced as one, one giant 10-hour film yeah. split up. And if you know anything about how filming is planned and productions mm-hmm. are planned, that's insane. Insanity. The logistics of that is like part of me gets really excited because like I like logistics. It's really but like a feat. The organization that has to be involved. It is it is incredible. Yeah. It is truly truly incredible how this film was made. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing like this. There was nothing that looked like this. This is before Harry Potter, the movies, really kind of started to pick up. We hadn't seen this kind of scale and this kind of attempt by anybody. 
So when this came out, I remember me and my dad went to each three films together. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fantasy person. Mm-hmm. I, I never read the books. I've never read Game of Thrones. I have seen Game of Thrones. Uh, and like I do like Harry Potter, but I think in spite of the magic, I'll say. But this was some... It was. Uh, Wait, you don't like magic? I'm not a huge magic person, no. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a huge... I'm not a huge this fantasy person. I feel bad. Because Why? I am a Harry Potter fan. And, like, I love those books. And I, lo- I really enjoy the movies. So, this is the difference. I love the books, too. Yeah. The movies, I don't. None I, of them. I think we, we did touch about this, like, yeah. uh, po- personally. Yeah, yeah. Because it, the movies came out at a time when I was an age where it probably was just Maybe, like, amazing yeah. to see something you read come to screen where you were, like, six years older and you were like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. And I think yeah. the other thing was, I for, for me, I never felt like the books, the movies ever captured the books. Yeah. And even when uh, the last one, mm-hmm. Half-Blood, is that Half-Blood or is it? No, Deathly yeah. Hollows was yeah. split Part into two movies. Two. Yeah. Part one, I was just like, what is this? Like, it just... But they have to do that. I did they have to do <laughs> that because part have one a four is four hour long movie essentially or but, five hour long movie. I don't think you need. I think part one is bl- very bloated and unnecessary. With Harry Potter, I agree with it. With Twilight, no, that was unnecessary. <laughs> well, I never got past that first movie, so I don't even need. To. But all of these Wait, movies, you've never seen Breaking Dawn. No, and I don't need to. I will not be watching I any of like them. I feel like you need to. No, but my point is, is that all of these series is Hunger Games and Twilight and Harry Potter yeah. they owe their their existence to Peter Jackson and Lord of the Rings oh yeah you cannot you cannot have those films without this being as successful as, as it successful was. and as complicated and as again the logistics of planning it so there is definitely something about a place and time for it it was something else at the time and that's also evident in the production of the film because yeah. the special effects aren't as clean as they are currently. There's a lot of green screen, clear green screening. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you look at it that at the time you just weren't aware of, but because it's, it is 20 years. Yeah. 20 years later, things have changed, and now we're watching a movie that is 20 years old, and it looks that way. But I wasn't mad about it. I can understand. No, not I, at all. In 2003, like, that was probably really State cool. of the art, yeah. Yeah. And it, it still looks incredible. Mm-hmm. And the blending of special effects and, like, Iceland and New Zealand as, like... Well, yeah, like, I totally want to go to New Zealand Yeah, <laughs> like, the, the way he... The way that the entire film is blended and put together, it is a five-star production. Mm-hmm. There's no... There's no doubt There's no about doubt that. about there's that. No that. you can... That you cannot... That. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a five-star production. You watch it, you are in awe. You are always kind of like, this is incredible. Then it boils down to your personal taste as a film. Yeah. That's how I feel about Lord of the Rings. Because even at the time, I was just like, this is good. I like this. But this isn't necessarily my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Fantasy has never been my wheelhouse. No. And there's a lot of aspects of this that I just, I could not follow along. I get the gist that you're on this journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to Mordor. Yeah. Mordor? Mordor. 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 Yeah. Yeah. They're going there. There's some cool characters along the way. (laughs) There's some battles and wars, but I wasn't like invested. Yeah. I don't think Stephen Colbert will ever be able to trivia me. No. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Probably not. Have you seen the video with him and James Franco, though? No. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. James Franco thinks he can, like, trip, stump yeah. oh, Stephen Colbert. Sounds, I, He's like, yeah. no. <laughs> I will say that, I, th- I think, again, for nerds, it's a it was big at the time. Yeah. And I think, 
I think the way... I think what's really important is when you watch these in close succession, because we watched it over like a two-week period, right? Yeah. As opposed to a three-year period. Mm-hmm. You realize that like these films actually feel like a series. Mm-hmm. They feel like a consistent, well-planned out series of events and movies that were filmed together that have that consistency. There's real purpose behind it. There's real them. purpose behind it. Whereas something like Harry Potter, for instance, it as a series, it's... Literally the word I was going to use. It's, it's extremely disjointed. disjointed. I mean, that's in part because you've had one, two... It's eight three. movies? It's eight Seven movies books, eight movies, like yeah. Four different... Wait, Columbus did one and two. Alfonso Cuarón did three. Three. Then Goblet of Fire is David, David Yates, Yates, right? Yeah. And I think he did five. Yeah. But that, all this but, to say yeah. that there's multiple directors... Forget the fact that Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson and... and Ron Weasley. <laughs> Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint. <laughs> We're aging and like, there's so much there's stuff. There's consistency in the actors. Actors, fine. And but like, like, the story is consistent with what happens in the books, but there is a real directorial aspect that is very disjointed between all eight of those films. But even the, even the choice of adaptation then varies. Yes. Right? Because I think they got different writers. They got different writers. The directors are focusing on different things. They're trying to bring it. Like, there's that lack of consistency. And that also exists in, I think, something like, I've never seen it fully, mm-hmm. but my understanding of Star Wars. Yeah. These were not planned I together. Know. With Harry Potter, I think that happens, though, because... In those first two films, they're directed by someone like Christopher Columbus. Yeah. And they're very much like family-oriented movies. And the books feel those way, too. Like, one and two are a bit more somber. Three is when you do get into the darker aspects of witchcraft and wizardry. Yeah. And you have the introduction of Sirius Black and you get into the storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The darker storyline. you do need something that's not as, like, the Christmas scenes in the first, right? One and two are really... And that's the thing is that... Tonally, they shift. shift yeah. Like there's just there's no consistency across the board. Yeah. There's no like connecting line. You can tell when there's a different director yeah. involved. And even things like the Hunger Games, for instance, yes. those are closer in time mm-hmm. and were planned to be a foursome, but they still don't feel connected. They still yeah. don't feel you know one and two are great, three and four are not. And I still have never finished. And it. you don't have to. That's yeah. the thing. Divergent started as a series that never finished. Even the Twilight series, different directions. Yeah. Captain Hardwick was trying to do something yeah. maybe a little bit different. And the other directors don't follow that. They follow the books. Exactly. Much, yeah. Which is why when you watch this, you're like, you are, it is a marvel. Yeah. It really, truly is a marvel of filmmaking and his ability to bring com- complexity and simplicity at the same time. Like, I always remember when the movie starts in the, with the, the title... And just the fade in in this very kind of simple writing. And it's just like, oh, this is not at all what I thought this would. Like, the way he sets tone, the way he... It's... It really is a marvel. It's really great. It's really marvelous. fantastic. And the thing that stood out to me is you said, like, this is a movie for the nerds. Yeah. I feel like there's such a negative connotivity... Negative connotation. Connotation, yeah. Negative connotation with calling... In a nerd movie. The nerd yeah. movie or the geek movie. Yeah. 
Because, like, it is really spectacular. Oh, my God. Like, I yeah. would never read these books and get involved with the fantasy itself. But the fact that this is, exists and people have created these these worlds. Yeah. And there's so much creativity behind so all of this. So much creativity, That's not yeah. something that should be isolated to and scoffed nerds. scoffed at. Yeah. And, right? Like, it's, it's just so With mean. this pejorative kind of connotation. Yeah. And I don't even mean it as a negative thing. I no. just think it's meant for us. As it's for the fans of The this. fans of this. Yeah. And people who enjoy fantasy. And I completely understand that. Look, like, I'm a Bollywood nerd, let's say. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I think they're nerds for... For every, all different yeah. types of groups. This is just for... This is for fantasy. But nerds. I do this think, is exactly like, that. for a yeah. long time... I don't know what this gen is like. This gen is a, maybe a little bit more progressive Ugh, than we are. Yeah. We know they, that they are trying to be woke with everything yeah. that they do. But, like, in my timeline, people who were really into this... Yeah. ...were, like, scoffed at yeah. and, like, made, made fun of. And, yeah. like, I just feel so bad for that. But... And Peter Jackson made it cool. Cool. He That's did, the yeah. thing. He made it cool. He hired hot people to play these typically quote unquote nerdy characters. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett and Liv Viggo Tyler. Mortensen and Liv Tyler, who's a terrible actress, but, but it's like, still gorgeous beautiful. In this. Yeah, like it's. He, and um, oh yes, thank you, Peter Jackson, for Orlando Bloom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Viggo Mortensen, like you yeah. really brought us very attractive people that we hadn't really seen before. He does a lot. Yeah. An entire white cast, I'm just going to point out. But that's fine. Okay, we'll but let it's it also go. like the land of Mordor. <laughs> so they could have been different races. Do you think that there are different races? In the, yeah. I think the, that's one of the things you could have gotten away okay. with. In all fairness. Fair. But Maybe today really, he did it. It literally wasn't until like the end of the third movie that I was just like, oh, these are all white people. And yeah. it did. It was more like a thought. And then I was just like, let's just watch. I also think the thing that really works with this is that when Frodo is about to throw the ring in, you are vested. You have been here for 10 hours <laughs> waiting for this man to get here. Yeah. You are like, you are really along for that journey. And it feels like, it feels earned. Yeah. That climax feels earned. That end feels earned. It doesn't feel like, even Harry Potter doesn't feel earned. Mm-hmm. I find like that end scene between mm. Voldemort, to me it doesn't. For me it does. Fair enough. Yeah. To me it doesn't feel, the same way this feels like, we've been on, he's been on this journey. We have also been on this journey for three films, yeah. we have watched him deteriorate. We have watched all of this happen, and we have watched it almost, not in real time, but like in real time. Yeah. Have, and it feels as big as it feels, which is why I think there was no way anything else was going to win else Best Picture. Yeah. No. Nothing. I, there is something on this list that I love. Sea Biscuit. <laughs> I've never, I've never, never seen Sea Biscuit. But Mystic River. No. Oh. Wait. How are you forgetting? I'm forgetting. Okay, anyways, let me point <laughs> out what the best picture nominations are because apparently I am forgetting something. Okay, so I'm going to bring up the list and now I'm seeing it and I'm like, how could I forget? Yeah. <laughs> so there's something called Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, which is one of the few best picture noms of recent times that I haven't seen and never will. I probably never will. Either. Yeah. It's a, is that a Russell Crowe? It's a Russell Crowe. Oh, Russell. About boating. About <laughs> <laughs> boating? Okay. Yeah. There's also Seabiscuit. Yeah. I've not seen it. Probably yeah, never you don't will. need to. Mystic River. Yes, I've seen, but I don't remember. And the one Mita was referring to, mm-hmm. Lost in Translation. Yes, yes. By, by my favorite. By her girl. My girl, Sofia, Sofia Coppola. Coppola. So, still, there was no <laughs> chance any no, of these. Nobody is. Nobody. No. Which there was, and I think what made this Oscar year so incredibly boring mm-hmm. was this. Oh, the fact that that we all knew what we were going no, into we don't even have the half we know why this won yeah. because they were rewarding this monumental mm-hmm. effort that wasn't bad 
they are rewarding what should be rewarded. Yes, exactly. Yeah. In terms, <laughs> they're doing the right they're thing. Do, this is definitely doing the right thing. It's looking yeah. at a movie and being like, oh, this was a lot. Uh, that's yeah. so much And effort. you did good. You did so well. You did it well. Yeah. You made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You've you, made fans for a lifetime. Lifetime. Like, there's no reason. You've made it so that now, 20 years later, they are coming up with new TV new, shows. New t- yeah, <laughs> yeah, new, yeah TV they are shows. on Amazon Prime. Yeah. There was... The Hobbit series before as yes. well was also so. Was that Peter Jackson? That was also well? Peter Jackson, and I've heard from many people not good. Oh, yeah. interesting. Lord of the Rings was I really think it was a passion project for him. Mm-hmm. It's very clear that it was a passion project for him. Yeah. It's also again place and time. Like there was nothing like this before. Mm-hmm. When you look at this now, and I think even like ten years from now, when you look at it, it's not going to have the same magic, zing. the no. zing, and yeah. I think retrospectively, when we look back on things, when we were like, why did this win? There's going to be a time when someone's going to be like, but this is just like... Oh, but no, I don't (laughs) think that that's warranted. Really? Because you're right in saying that this is not just a reward for this one movie. It's for the accumulation of one, two, and three. Yeah. Making that as one large picture, the time, the dedication that went yeah. into that. And, like, we don't have... Like, I think people need to consider that when they see this win. Yeah. Like, it's just necessary. Yeah. It also swept the Academy Awards. Yeah. Like, it and, won everything it was nominated for. Yeah. It's kind of, like, if Avatar had won, if it had won, I think yeah. it would be the same thing. People would look back on it, but you have to understand that, like, at that time in 2009... That was amazing to see that come yeah, to life. Still, it didn't win. I well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll but... get there. Avatar is not Lord of the Rings. No, because you really have to think about that. I'm thinking of what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I have to put my mind in your. Yes, mind. yes. I think because aside from the fact that Avatar is a technical Marvel fair, yeah, I think Lord of the Rings goes beyond just the technical. It goes beyond it's... the special effects. Yes. There is it's the it's the passion, the passion, it. and you feel the passion. Yeah. You feel the passion, in Peter Jackson and the actors and every person. People look like they're enjoying themselves. Yeah, it really feels yeah. like it was a fun movie to make that was probably incredibly grueling at the mm-hmm. same time. Imagine, and because movie making is not like your nine to five job, it's like you're working like fourteen to fifteen hours a day on a hot or cold set. Like, it's, it's a very uncomfortable job yeah. to do, and now you're doing it for 15 months in weird prosthetics and makeup and et cetera, et cetera. And I think Andy Serkis yes. does not get enough credit, credit for, for what he did. Flip and Smeagol. Yeah, he does yeah. not get enough recognition or enough credit for what he did. Because you watch it now, and you're like, that's a man. In doing those, doing like, those voices, I just did the voice at the yeah, beginning of exactly. this, and it was extremely difficult. Those scenes where the camera's literally like one side and the other yeah. of, of Smeagol and, and Golem, yeah, it's it's really something. I mean, they are one person. They are one person, and he should have been given some like honorary uh, Oscar yeah. or like something at that Does time. He have nothing? No, he has nothing. And there was a lot of talk at the time. People were like, "This." Should have been. It is a performance. It's of a, a performance. Yeah. Who did one best best actor that year? Best supporting actor? Because I guess Gollum is like a supporting character. Is he though? He's kind of like he's trying to get the ring. Gollum is. <laughs> what's an interesting question? Is yeah, he, is he support- an actor yeah. or is he a supporting character? I think you, like Frodo gets actor, Frodo. and someone like Viggo Mortensen gets actor. So Ian McKellen was nominated for the first one in the Fellowship okay. as Gandalf, yeah. and I understand why that is a supporting role. Yeah. I would say that everyone. This is a case where kind of everybody is, is a, a supporting, supporting character. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, Tim Robbins for Mystic River. 
Tim Robbins okay. is very good in, in that, Mystic yeah. River. Don't get me wrong, but and I, but I get. I'm at the, sorry. No, can yeah. Tim Robbins do what Andy Serkis? I do get at the time people not understanding <laughs> that that what Sandy Serkis had to do in order to create Gollum. I think people just they thought didn't it was have the behind the scenes featurette. They did, at the time they didn't. I don't think oh. they really understood. Because even me watching it like now, yeah. I I get that. And, like, Gollum is so much more substantial than Dobby. I think that was always the comparison when I was growing up. Really? Between Gollum. Oh, God, Dobby is not even close to Gollum. No, yeah. Gollum is, is frightening. Gollum is <laughs> so fascinating as yeah. a character and as a performance and everything. He lights the screen up whenever he comes. Yeah. And People have sentimental value, attachment to Dobby. Attachment to Dobby. Yeah. So I, I get that sentimental attachment. Sure, I guess. Um, but Gollum is, like, beyond. Yeah. Yeah. I think my that, thing... I, that's disappointing to me. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that you did just say, like, this movie was such a triumph to complete yeah. in all that time, and now it's been, like, 20 years later, you don't hear anything about people complaining about being on that set. Never. Or the work environment. Yeah, or the very true. Yeah. Or the conditions that they were in. And, like, so many of the movies that we do love yeah. get that rep yeah. now. I think that in itself, like... Peter and Fran, to me, just seem like everybody's grandma and grandpa. They just seem like genuine people, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just seem like the, world, like the things that they do for um, the West Memphis. Yeah, three. yeah. Just, like, they just seem like the world's greatest yeah. people. And I'm, I'm glad that they have this. You know what it is? Is I feel like Peter Jackson is one of those people who was probably made fun of in school. And... He, he probably, oh, yeah. like... I mean, have you seen Heavenly Creatures? I haven't seen Heavenly you Creatures. You should watch Heavenly I've Creatures. heard Heavenly Creatures is very it's good. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it's very good, and I do want to see it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he was probably one of those people, and it felt like he was making a movie for his people. His people. These yeah. Are, this was for him. And it felt like he was making a movie to speak to his people that just happened to also connect to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really amazing about it, is that you feel that passion, you feel that sincerity in storytelling. You can really tell... And it's kind of like when we were watching Flower Moon. It's not like you get to speak to Martin Scorsese about it. But in watching the film, you get sentiment and you get understanding. And you're like, oh, I can... You understand where this... I can tell is. where that you you understand what's happening here. I can tell your intention with it. Like, Flower Moon is completely well-intentioned as a film. Yeah. It's really trying to do the right thing. And it's trying to do the right thing the right way. Yeah. And that's And that comes through the same way that this feels like... This is, he's making it for his people. Yeah. It feels like a love letter to people who love fantasy and people who grew up, you know, and the outcasts and like things like that, especially because how he treats hobbits. Yeah. How Frodo and Sam are the heroes. They're of the, the heroes film. of the yeah. film. And he highlights that he's, it's such a, it's a nice film. And I've never actually heard people make fun of Lord of the Rings either. I've heard people like make fun of the people who are into fantasy. Yes, yeah. yes. But not like the actual, but the because fil- I think the bullies don't know the context of the Yeah, Lord of the exactly. Yeah. And I think it's just interesting. I will say, though, that you brought up Game of Thrones. Yes. Game of Thrones is very different. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Game Should of Thrones. I still watch it? <laughs> I actually think truly that you would like Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones is a lot about politics. And I don't mean like, it's about like, palace intrigue and conspiracies and yeah. sexual politics and like death there's, and murder yeah there's because <laughs> I always thought it was like this yes. and I stayed away from it for a long time because I watched Lord of the Rings and I liked it I liked where it stood and I appreciated it more as a film than I liked it 
But I never got into it because I thought it was more of the same. And then people had to be like, no, it's not what you think it is. More like game theory than like... Yeah, it yeah. is a little bit more. It's about the pursuit of power, really. Okay. But, set in dis- the- but I know it has a disappointing ending. So do I That's pers- invest the time? Yeah, you do. Because the first seven seasons are miraculous. Okay. Like it really is. There's... Even if you... I knew about the Red Wedding. Okay. There's still... But there's I shit know you don't about know. Jon Snow. Like I know That's all the fine. things. Okay. That's fine. Because there still is stuff and how it, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. The twists aren't, that's just the reasons to watch it. There's stuff that's interesting about it. It sucks that you don't, you don't get to you won't experience that for the first time. Yeah. But Game of Thrones, it's one through seven, I think eight is just a monumental disappointment because one through seven are so good. But I also understand what eight was trying to do. But there really is something to say about time and place. Like, I've yep. been rewatching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And I've just gotten to season three. I'm going to spoil it because it's been like... Yeah, I think we're fine. Yeah, yeah. like 20 years. Yeah. Um, but I got to season three in the, the three episode arch where she's like drowning. And I'm watching it. I'm not feeling it the way that I did yeah. when I first watched it. Because I literally remember having to wait week by week to see like... Yes. Is Grey from Grey's Anatomy going to die? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? And like, some of that is lost. In All of that is lost, yeah. right? Like, cable television I mean, was... I still worried some. She's dr- dead on the table. <laughs> but cable television created that sense... That that definition of cliffhanger yeah. was created for cable television. Yeah. You don't get that in streaming. You create a cliffhanger. Well, let me see in the Love next episode. Yeah, right away. That weight and that, like, water cooler moment doesn't exist anymore. No. So, you're right. Time and a place is really actually important in a lot of these pop cultural kind of moments that were we're watching right yeah. now. Sequel prequel. <laughs> I I don't I think they're being made right now. I don't know what the new show is. is I don't a, either and it's yeah. not for me. Okay. Yeah, it's not for us. Yeah, it's no. we're not those people, yeah. The, and The Hobbit is what? A sequel prequel? This, the Hobbit was a sequel to The Lord of the Rings. So The Hobbit is actually a sorry, a prequel cuz it's about Bilbo Baggins. Oh, yeah. who plays Bilbo? I forget. So Martin okay. Martin Freeman. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So the Hobbit, the book, look like he could be. Yeah. The Hobbit. the same way Elijah Wood looks like that was like incredible casting. And Sean Astin. Sean Astin too. Did you know that James Corden auditioned for that? And I actually think it would have worked. Oh, that could have worked. <laughs> yeah. <that> because <laughs> Sam Wise is actually the real hero of the film. Sam, oh my gosh, I love <laughs> yeah, Sam. Yeah. Like I'm actually so happy for Sam in the end. Yeah. yeah. In the end, because Sam really. He's the he's the heart. He's he's the heart, and it's. He just he does so many nice things. Right. I can he get came back. That's the thing. I, I think <laughs> I, I I can see you don't have any sequel prequels because no, this, I don't. And then over ten hours, you've seen it all. Like it's good. I've lived it. You've lived it. I've lived the Lord of the Rings. Exactly. You've done that. I will go into my rating. Okay. And Are we gonna do yeah. like a rating for this movie? Oh yeah, we should rate the all of them. Series. We should rate all of them. Okay. Here we we should rate one, two, three, and then maybe the series. Yeah. So four ratings total. One, two, three, the series, and then yeah. Yeah. Me. Okay. <laughs> I'm also going to talk about did this deserve best picture? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a dumb question, but we talk about it every time. It absolutely did. There's just best picture was made for movies like this, mm-hmm. and that's why, like I mentioned, this Oscar year was so boring because it was a foregone conclusion. The moment the movie came out, forget the moment the movie came out. I think the moment the first one was good. Mm-hmm. The moment Fellowship was good, you were like, oh, this is inevitable. Yeah. Two years later, this is going to win Best Picture, and that's going to be done, and now we can move on from it. And that's why it swept everything. It just There was no 
excitement. There was no palpability. I remember Steven Spielberg presented Best Picture and he said, oh, it's a sweep. The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Or sorry, The Return of the King. So it was, it was what it was, but rightfully so, because this is, it is, it is a monumental achievement on every conceivable level. And it's made with such precision and love and excitement and palpability. And I think even if you're not a fan of fantasy, which we are not, you are still able to appreciate this as a film. It's not one of those movies. It's not, it's never boring. It's never dull. It is always constantly exciting. It is very long. Yes. All it is, I think, end to end, if you watch the, the original theatrical releases, it's like nine and a half hours. So long. It's a <laughs> lot of film. Yeah. There are extended versions that are even longer. Yeah, there was one for this, which was like four hours four and 20 hours. minutes. Yeah, and, and I was like, just no. like, no, I need to find the shorter one. Yeah. I don't need. I don't need all I don't that think information. I'm missing anything. No, especially because it's just not for us, yeah. right? Like, I think real fans of this stuff are probably like eating it up and all of that. But I, I, I think where this stands and what it does is just miraculous. And I was, I actually had a really good time watching it. And one thing that I didn't bring up was, I was watching this. I watched it over the last like ten days, I'll say. And so while a lot of this Palestine Israel stuff has been happening. And so there's been times where I would be on my Instagram and see some awful images or things or what's happening. And then you'd watch this movie that is still ultimately about the fight and good and evil. Mm -hmm. And there, so there is this, there was this weird level of relatability to that story that felt very like, very present in my immediate life. Mm. That it felt like... Optimistic. Optimistic. It also felt oppressors versus oppressees. Like there was a lot of weird parallels I did not think I would find between Israel and Palestine and Middle Earth. It was very bizarre, but I was really seeing them and I was feeling them. And I think for that reason, my viewing experience was a little different because I think I was just watching it from that lens. But also it was nice to watch something that was exciting and like that was action-packed and interesting and you know at the end Frodo's gonna get the ring you know from the beginning of the movie Frodo's gonna get the ring but it is about the journey how's he gonna get there what's it gonna look like like what are these battles gonna look like what does the ultimate evil in the world look like how do you create that and Peter Jackson doesn't disappoint at any level it doesn't he justifies every look every frame And that's what I think a lot of fantasy movies and a lot of sci-fi movies don't. It often feels like, well, is this the end of the world? Is this really the ultimate evil? Like, is this the... And that's one thing about Harry Potter that I found didn't live up to how I felt. That it was... Even those, like, last battles don't feel like the end of the world. Lord of the Rings feels like the end of the world. Like, it truly feels like the world is ending. This is... how, How are they going to, like, get out of this? It really... He he really builds that up and he he makes it come alive and I honestly can't say I don't want to even say anything bad about it because I think as a film it just deserves all the respect it deserves your time it deserves respect in terms of the four films I'm actually comfortably across the board yeah going with four stars oh nice nice because I think my I I prefer three one two yeah I think two is two yeah. It has no beginning and no end yeah. and still has to tell an interesting story somehow. I think it lags a little bit as a result, but 
it as a conduit, especially between one and two, it, it does exactly that. I remember reading a review when it came out that said two has the more impossible task of being a film that doesn't start, that doesn't have a start and doesn't have an end. It's just it's the middle there, of what this journey of is. what this journey is, and I think he does an incredible job of that. Yeah. I think again, filmmaking is it's a five star series. Yeah, everything is five star. It doesn't deserve anything less. My personal opinion is four four. And this final film gets four as well. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Mita. What what to say? Mm. I part of me wishes I could go back in time yeah. and maybe watch them. I mean, I was still young when Fellowship came out. I yeah. was like ten. Ten. I don't so think like, you would have appreciated it. I don't think it, I would yeah. have understood what was really happening. Yeah. And also, I will say, like, they're not the the it has a feeling of being very like boy-oriented or male-oriented. Yeah. But watching them now, I think that was always my aversion when I yeah, was younger. Yeah, that's fair. It's like, like, in Harry Potter, I have Hermione that I can yeah, look yeah. at, right? But, like, um, watching it now as an adult, I was like, no, I, I could have left. There yeah. isn't anything outlying saying, like, this isn't for you. Yeah. I think I just was too young to really be able to enjoy it. But part of me wishes I could have watched yeah. it in that time and the place because it's really exciting to see something yeah. that was such a huge deal. Like, yeah. in the same way that I wish I was around in the 70s when Star Wars came out. Oh, yeah. And I could have seen that for the first time. Like, there is something really nice about having this moment in pop culture, yeah. this moment of filmmaking, yeah. this moment of... Of fantasy novels too, yeah. to be on the, the the front end of that, that would have been really yeah. exciting to be able to like participate. But you can still feel that watching this now. Yeah, like you can look at this and be like, oh yeah, this is this is for somebody. Yeah. maybe not for me. Yeah, but it is for somebody, and this is so well made for those people. Yeah, and like there's no way you can't respect that. Yeah. It's, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but, like, for the people that it is for, there's so much thought and heart and passion yeah. behind all three of these films. But even this last one, like, this last one does feel like a hurrah. Like, let's, yeah. let's give it to the bull. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, it's, I want to cheerlead for all of those people that this is for. Yeah. Because it is such a, it's the end of the journey. You want to see what's going to come. Even though you know what's going to happen. Yes. You want to see where how do we land here and what does that look like and it's the same thing for me with harry potter i know you don't feel that way but it's that same sentiment of like i want to see that last battle between harry and voldemort it's the same thing with lord of the rings and i think that that's a really hard thing to accomplish and i'm sure there may be fans who don't love this Mm. but from what i hear from people like that's very few Um, and I, I have to commend a film for doing that yeah. because it's so rare for a books and fantasy novels to get the due diligence that they deserve. The on respect screen. they deserve. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember when Hunger Games came out or at least when they were announcing cast, people were so pissed about Jennifer Lawrence and like even with Twilight, like I'm still mad. I don't think Kristen Stewart is the best Bella, yeah. right? Like it's really it's difficult yeah. to make something that's so beloved yeah. on screen. And Peter Jackson did it, and he did it really great. Yeah. He did it three times. Um, in terms of this Academy Awards, like yes, it deserves best picture. Yeah. I think there's really <laughs> yeah. a question about yeah. that. In terms of the rating of all three, I'm actually a one three two. I really enjoyed that first film. Okay. I really I really like a start of a story. Yeah, yeah. I liked the, like, you're trying to get me into this. And I was starting to be like, oh, maybe this is for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does lag off on two. Yeah. 
Um, and then by three, I'm, I'm just happy to You're be back, here. yeah. Yeah. One, I'm going to give a four. Mm-hmm. Two, I give a three and a half. Okay. Because I almost fell asleep through it again. Okay. Maybe I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then for three, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. But in terms of the series, it's a five-star series. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. You you just can't deny you can't Peter deny Jackson it. that. Anybody who says that it is, that it is like shitting themselves. Because like, how do you... You go make Lord yeah, of the yeah. Rings. That's exactly yeah. what it is. You go make you, Lord of the Rings. You tell yeah. me how it should be yeah. done. And I, I'm so glad that I finally watched this. Yeah. I don't think I will ever watch any of them yeah. again. Unless I like, I meet someone that loves them. Or yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't think I would ever. No. Like, I'm not going to be like, let's watch Lord of the Rings. But it's one of those series that you're like, look, this isn't for me, but I respect everything about this. And I respect the people that do love this. Yeah. I think those be- people deserve attention too, because this is something to love. It's yeah. not, I think like the con- the negative connotation with it was just like, oh, it's like nerds like it. Yeah. And like, they're not cool. And this is so weird. It's cool. Yeah. It's just not for me. It's just not for me. Yeah. yeah. It's, and that's what it is. Not everything is for me. You yeah. know what? I raved about Anatomy of a Fall. I guarantee, I don't oh, know. that's not for everybody. That's not for everybody, right? <laughs> it's a talky foreign picture. Yeah. I can tell people are be, people are going to be bored by it. Mm-hmm. I went and saw Gosford Park with my cousin, who was bored, and I still to this day do not understand not how her. anyone could be bored through Gosford Park. And now you don't talk to them. Yep, there's a reason, because they don't like Gosford Park. Yeah. But that's what, there's, it's. Some things are for you, some things aren't. Yeah. But you got to be able to be like, this isn't for me, but yo, I respect this. Yeah. Yeah. I And that's what Lord of the Rings is. There you go. And that's four, it. Four and four. Four and four. Duly, yeah, and deserved. Yeah. Very deserved. Mm-hmm. That's Lord of the Rings. It is. We have to watch only one movie next week. Yes. But before we get there. Yeah. Meet that. Mm-hmm. Let's play a game. Okay. I am going to have you... Okay, last week, we yes. connected... What did we connect, actually? We connected... Okay, so last week, we connected my movie, Gosford Park, yeah. with your movie? My Big no, Fuckery just a movie that was in 2002. Sure. But I feel like it was me in this movie. <laughs> it was, I really do like... <laughs> I, I like my Big Fuckery Quedding, That's okay? That's fair. I respect it. I so that's my big fat Greek wedding. So this week I'm gonna have you connect my big fat Greek wedding to a movie you may or may not remember apparently. Okay. It's called Mystic River. Oh great. Okay. I did find a way to do it. I'm not sure I remember it, but I did find a way. way Yeah. Okay. And let's just see if you can. Okay. Your timer starts now. Okay. My big fat Greek wedding is produced by Tom Hanks, who's in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon, who's in Mystic River. Oh, there you go. I forgot about Mr. I went back to our roots. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Good for you. You found a way. That's not how I did it. And I found some way to come in. Really long winded way. way. So good for you. Here we go. (laughs) I know. Paul 13 next week. We have to what? What? I have to connect our Paul. Yeah. No, but that has people in it. Yeah. And it has a director that's done other things. So you're fine. That's fine. I'll figure it out. Who directed my Big Fat Greek wedding? Nobody knows. Oh, yeah. Somebody. I don't know their name. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but that's next week. Yeah. When we watch... Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Makoshla. I've never seen it. I, which I'm surprised about. I'm not a Clint gal. Yeah, but this isn't... Anyways, we'll get to it. Because yeah. that's next week. I was still young. You were 13? Yeah. 13. Yeah. I wasn't even 13 yet when 
Oh, wait. When the Oscars In 2004, happened? I turned 13. Yeah. Half of the year I was 12, the other half I was 13. Yeah. Mm, it's kind of a dead year. But that's... <laughs> dead years happen. But, you know, it's yeah. Hillary versus Annette in the ring. Exactly. I am more looking forward to the following week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but we, we'll get but to we'll that. Get we'll get there. We'll get there. Until we'll get then. We'll... <laughs> Until... What was that? I was trying to do a Boston accent. That's not that. Oh, it's not that? Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I skipped it. Okay, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Next week is Million Dollar Baby, though. Yeah. We can watch that. But meet the parting words, please. My friends, you bow to no one. That's my nice. Name. It's such a nice It's a nice, a nice moment, one. too. Yeah. I was surprised at how many quotes you had. There's some good quotes yeah. in this. I thought you were going to go with that silence but no i like this one okay. because it felt very i liked the respect that, that peter gives to the hobbits the hobbits deserve they it, and that's what i think they really deserve it he treats them they're the underdog they're the underdog and I, again it just they're nice people. it's a, it is also it's a it feels nice as a film yeah it doesn't feel like it is about good and evil and it's long and drawn out and yes number two is a little laggy but it, at the end you do feel good watching it yeah you're just like okay sam you go be with your you wife you go be kid. with your wife yeah i will say there's way too many endings that's one it's my one complaint about it there's like six endings to this movie but again you make a movie that's 10 hours long you get to have a little extra endings yeah thank you so much for listening friends please like subscribe share and rate and review and we will see you next week for million dollar baby yeah yeah <laughs> have a lovely week <laughs> bye 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 Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our litter box at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.